It's August 18th, 2023, and welcome to episode 83 of the Big Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server now and again to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Big Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I'm Paul, and I'm joined by Kevin. Washoi. And Maggie. Excellent. All right. What a day. That's it's right. a banner day. It is a banner day, man. As is uh, often the case, um, as soon as we record an episode, something new happens that we didn't have a chance to talk about. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> Damn, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as soon as we posted the last one, we got a, a, an announcement of new music coming. And uh, that's all sort of unfolded to the point today where we have uh, actually gotten the music video for that new music. So that's basically the topic for today. And funnily enough... I am the only one at my house. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was enough of an emergency that we had to uh, we had to record immediately, regardless of the fact that most yes. of us are scattered around <laughs> far from home. We are all far from home. We need to give Paul credit, though. Yes. In Paul's travel go bag, he takes his microphone, which is why he sounds exactly <laughs> right. the same. <laughs> it's great. Just in case. Just in case, that's how dedicated he is to this show. He always travels with his microphone, just in case something yeah. happens. He's a good man. <laughs> just uh, about an hour ago, I was uh, out on a lake on a pontoon, um, and uh, just as we were getting near the shore, our battery <laughs> ran out. Oh, no. So we got we got a incredible uh, a little bit of a ride from uh, another pontoon that was out there. You know, brought us home. It's pretty good. So so I made it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, didn't have oars. Oh no, no. I mean, nothing could go wrong. So why would you prepare? <laughs> I have a microphone, I guess. <laughs> I could paddle with that. <laughs> could have talked about it. Welcome to the Pontoon yeah. Podcast, coming live from a lake yep. somewhere in Canada. <laughs> At a hotel somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> this is strange. What do I do? What do I do? Is the only person home in my usual setup? Do it. You enjoy it. Do I do anything differently? You take it in. Yeah. And breathe. So we're a little giddy, I suppose, uh, is is the bottom line for this little introductory bit. But so Matali, um, let's talk about that. Um, Matali fe- yeah. featuring Tom Morello, a name that I didn't know, although, although I sort of know where he's from. I oh my God, him. Paul. Uh, oh, well, at yeah. least you knew where he was from. Yes. So Tom Morello... I don't know how much, how much, like, how much research on this guy did you do, Paul? So what I know about him is primarily that uh, he co-founded Rage Against the Machine, and uh, that's his primary thing, but he's had many other projects. Yes. And recently he's been trying to do these collaborations with all kinds of people, and we can maybe talk about the fact that he tried to collaborate with Baby Metal before and they turned him down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then they came back with uh, something, some other offer, uh, and that's this. No, the man's like a, a stinking genius. He has all these like side projects. He was also a guitarist for Audio Slave. And then, yeah, he's a good guitarist. Yeah, nevertheless, he's a very um, prolific guy. Prolific. Yes, prolific is a good word. <laughs> yeah, been around for ages. So this is another thing that, you know, it's it's a little bit like the Lil Uzi Vert thing in that it brings big metal to a large audience mm-hmm. oh for sure but this is much more well meshed <laughs> and it's you know it's baby metal song mm-hmm. featuring tom morello not the other way around right mm-hmm. 
It's interesting that we're back to the Metal Galaxy motif. Now it makes me wonder, is the next studio album a bunch of collabs again? Mm, it could be, yeah. Mm, we'll see. Though, I mean, I guess so far we only have one uh, unallocated song. Yes. Yeah, but how often do we get to wildly speculate about upcoming music? Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> how, how does well. that go? Um, now and again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. Moving on. New Music Day. It's New Music Day, and it's just cool. Well, we have some tech specs for it. Lyrics are by Metal Nikki. Uh, music's by Ryu Metal and Nori Metal, and arrangements by Meg Metal. And almost all of those names are familiar. Meg Metal did almost everything on Metal Galaxy, you know, and, and actually Divine Attack, Mirror Mirror, Maya, Metalism, The Legend, and what else? Starlight, Syncopation, many things. Um... Ryu Metal did uh, lyrics on Onodari Daisaksen. Meta Taro is almost entirely Ryu Metal song. Uh, you know, so this is, this has a, a lot of history to it. And they brought in Nori Metal, who did the lyrics and music for Megitsune, um, which I think is sort of significant. Mm-hmm. So this has much of the same background personnel as Megitsune did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the, those are the tech specs. Um, Kevin, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe timeline? That's when we got this about... 30 hours or so ago as we record as a single, as an audio track. And then Tom Morello on Twitter, I presume intentionally said, hey, glad you like it. There's going to be a music video tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sure enough, about 24 hours later, we got a music video uh, dropped on their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we also learned early. uh, I don't somebody check my work here, uh, what the source was for this. But we also knew ahead of time that it was going to be a music video and not a live music video, if that makes sense. Not a not a concert recording. Yes, 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 yes. We we knew that we were, knew that ahead of time because of um, one of the magazines um, had spoken to Baby Metal prior to all this, and they gave like a slight explanation of some of the things that were happening in the video, and that it was the first time they had recorded in a studio since BMC. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, that's what it was. But yes, you are correct. Someone had mentioned that. Yeah, so we knew that going into it, and that raised my hype level incredibly, just because it's been since I get well since BMC, um, and then before that, it had been a while. Um, so I really was really excited to see what they were going to do, mm-hmm. especially since it was a golden opportunity. You know, how often does your hope, does your like dynamic change as a band? Not a hard reset, but you know, a soft reset, adding a permanent member in Momoko to do something new and cool and maybe even a little more familiar than what we've been used to for the last gosh five years or so yeah exactly yeah so hype through the roof for me oh yes <laughs> and it did not disappoint Mm-mm. Um, i think before we dive into the video i want to let's just talk about the song huh yes mm-hmm. yeah um up front i want to mention this is by far their best studio mixed track i think in their entire discography it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Whoever mixed this hit a home run here in a way I'm not used to hearing mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from this group. And it's just a treat to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty good. I think it's trying to call back a bit to Megitsune. I mean, so Megitsune was the festival metal song of before, right? And mm-hmm. they, they we already sort of knew that this was going to be a festival metal you know, some some festival-related thing. The image that goes along with it is this big Japanese paper lantern thing. A lot of sort of festival imagery. 
Um, yes. Uh-huh. And, and it has, you know, it has a lot of the same pieces of the same instrumentation. I don't know the name of that instrument that starts with sh. Shamisen. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of reimagining. It's not a reimagining of Mikisune so much as it's uh, like trying to do maybe the same sort of thing it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Evoca Festival incorporate a lot of uh, sort of Japanese imagery and sounds. Traditional. Yeah. And also like rock hard. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, start out in a, it's a very inset room with a mat and has little tables on the side and stuff. And there's this big circular window in the back that has lights flashing through it right at the very beginning. So we're, we're talking about the, the music video now and the, um, uh, the setting is, I don't know if it is actually sort of supposed to be a temple, but it really has the same kind of inner space shape as the as the temple that they used in Megizune. Um it's not the same yes. place. It's you know it's it's a much different um arrangement, but it's still obviously calling back to that. Mm-hmm. And uh so they start dancing and uh dancing in that room as well as um cuts back and forth between people dressed up in uh some more traditional uh Japanese clothing but heavy metalized a bit mm-hmm. i do peruse twitter x <laughs> and x, whatever <laughs> um i i did see some one of the japanese fans was just like oh my goodness like there's a table and there's a mat and they're dancing on a mat and they there's one point in the dance sequences where they knock over the little tables over on the side and the poor gentleman was just like they're they're dancing on on the mat and they're knocking over tables like this is cool but also not cool at the same time so i don't know how i should feel (laughs) yeah i wondered a little bit about that like i you know i i I had i didn't read any any uh japanese x but um (laughs) it seemed like there's a sense in which they're a little more destructive in this video than I'm used to. <laughs> um. Yeah. Because um, there is a point, too, where when they come out of the room, they walk in towards the camera, and the camera is following them out. And then there's a point where, like, fists and hands bust through the paper windows doors with the kitsunes up. <laughs> so it's a little destructive. <laughs> that was definitely the specific thing I was thinking about. I was like, whoa, wait, you know, you're ruining this this temple. <laughs> but... um. So, so they're you know sort of dancing around in the middle, and there are these tables at at a certain point. There aren't there aren't originally, but then you know the tables appear just so they can be kicked over. <laughs> um, but uh, it does seem to me when I when I watched it a couple times, it does seem to me like they're intentionally knocking those over. It's not like oops, I accidentally hit the thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They cut to it. They're knocking them out of the way so they can dance in their circle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it is a it's a it's a weird kind of you know punk attitude maybe that was maybe that's part what part of what tom morello uh provided <laughs> possibly <laughs> could be the lyrics too i think it's maybe so obvious that it's connected in some way to Magizane that it's that it's almost not worth saying but but they do borrow some of the same words you know the same sort of festival shouts and stuff um mm-hmm. appear in Magizane, oh, although they they're highlighted here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the name itself i'm assuming is a metal version of matsuri Right. That I think is reasonable. Yeah, I would. I I didn't think about that, but yeah, that that would be reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the song of the summer vibe, right? There's those bands that are really good at crafting music that are intentionally 
released in the summer for festivals and fun and things like this. Previously, I think that was Papaya, mm-hmm. right? May Gitsune before that. Oh, yeah. This is going to be really, really fun live. Mm-hmm. The crowd participation absolutely mm-hmm. takes center stage. It's, it's certainly not the most technically choreographed thing they have in their back pocket, right? When it comes to designing a set list and music. But it's really easy to mm-hmm. follow along and has lots of big arms up in the air moments and things like that uh, that are going to be really fun and translate really well to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really can't wait to see it. I, I can't wait to see it and hear oh, it. Yeah, Everybody definitely. yelling Washoi with, you know, their arms going up is going to be, you know, crazy times a thousand. Mm-hmm. It'll be yeah. good. Yeah. In that Rolling Stone Japan interview, which we haven't yet talked about and will eventually talk about, uh, nevertheless, I will say that uh, Moa mentioned something in there that um, she thinks this the dance for this is easier, but kind of intentionally so that people can, you know, they can do it along with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that's one of the things that we're saying about this song is that it you know it really has a lot of crowd engagement uh, opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Moa also warns people that uh, if you want to dance this, it's, you know, hot. So, um, you know, stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> such a caring caring person <laughs> yeah yeah and, you know speaking of live they debuted this since we've recorded yes at a Zepineda, right this kind of yeah. came out of nowhere yeah yeah it did yeah that was pretty wild um so it was only on the second show um, yeah and somebody snuck a phone in their pocket and we were able to hear some version of what was happening there mm-hmm. it had a commie band intro of the normal sort where everybody plays a little bit you know before they begin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i guess we should maybe we I, we missed one sort of interesting point about this song yes. uh, which happens about like two-thirds of the way through yes which is that it, it kind of slips out of the the sort of main song and then there's this like weird voice it's it's some sort of like you know traditional japanese theater voice i believe saying something and it turns out that's momo metal <laughs> saying it yeah. yes uh, we know this from the from the uh interview but apparently you know from people commenting seeing this live you know they they were kind of struck by the fact that she basically has a, a vocal solo yeah of a weird sort she's not singing it exactly i'm Super excited for that. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of known, if especially if you're one who has followed Sakura Gakuen in, in some fashion, which, I mean, I myself have not, but there's been like bits and pieces where I have, and, and she happened to be kind of one of them. She does have some theater background. So for her to be doing this is kind of appropriate because it's a take on um, kabuki theater is is what the terminology is. Uh, so the way that she's speaking is very traditional in that sense. But it just, it kind of is, it, I think, she, well, she throws her voice a little bit because it just, it does not, it does not sound like her. Like, I mean. Oh, I disagree. Like, I knew immediately. Well, First time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's her. That's Momoko. Well, but it's but she's still putting on a voice, though. I mean, it doesn't sound like her normally speaking. She is she is putting on a voice. Yeah, yeah. She has a great Obachan voice. Yeah, <laughs> I had seen you had um, showed me that video of her reciting whatever it was that she was reciting, and I was like, oh yeah, definitely. That's one hundred percent her. Yeah. Just her inflection and the way she was speaking and the way she was doing it. It's, it was just it was her. So yeah, so a lot of people were really really stupidly really excited about it. There's been a fan of her with like. A kabuki face and it's just it's really really cool but the cool thing to me at least because i'm a sucker for 
women who can do this because I just think it's so cool. During the live show, there's that part where she talks and she says, Metali, Metali, and she stops. And then it continues on in the song. During the live, she dropped down into a brow and said, Are you ready? And I was so like, <laughs> wait, what? Is is that really like, did she just do that? This is great. And I was like, oh, she's so cool. Let's bring this song. But the fact that she did that live was cool. Yeah. This is what we call a good hire. Yes. Yeah. And it's not in the studio recording. That's a, a goofy Momo Metal edition. <laughs> they, they missed out on a good opportunity, I think. <laughs> But yeah, she dropped down and did that. And I was just thought that was just so cool. <laughs> so that's my gushing for this whole song right now. Yeah, super fun. I love the bold choice to do that too. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, she's here. We've moved on. We're gonna put her front yeah. and center and our next our first single of the new era is gonna prominently feature her. Yeah. You know, so much so that in the music video, you know, the the visual aspect of that is, you know, Momoko in the middle with Sue and Moa, you know, a few paces behind her kneeling, right? Mm-hmm. So she is very forward during mm-hmm. that part. Right. It's that part of the song is completely hers. Yeah. You know, which is really a first for the band too. You know, they didn't do that, you know, in the UE era either. Mm-mm. No. Single somebody out like that. I mean, you could, you could maybe draw a parallel to the karate music video, but I think that would be a stretch, but maybe the closest. Well, they did do Dada dance with, with Moa. They did do that. Yeah. No, this is, this still feels different. Maybe yeah. It still feels different to yeah. me. I think that was that was sort of a lesser. You know, it's her on the recording, but the recording is what you hear mm-hmm. <laughs> when you see them play it live, mm-hmm. right? Well, true. Unfortunately, yeah. And it's not as long. Mm-hmm. I was speculating in the Discord that this probably was kind of specifically to say, like, look, we've this is a new person and she belongs here. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is us going forward. Yes. And mm-hmm. she was the one who needed the introduction. Absolutely. Uh, true. Nobody else really did. So I love what that could mean going forward for more music videos, more content from whatever the next album will bring. You know, yes. does this set a precedent? Did we get a Moa moment in another song? A moment. A, a moment. moment. Yes. Um, that's that's really exciting. A really exciting prospect to think about. So Yeah, I think so too. All aboard the hype train. Oh, definitely. Yeah. With the situation being as it was for the last few years, I do feel like yeah, Moa was had her had her moments, but I feel like it was maybe slightly taking a back seat, just just a little bit. And so if this means that bringing her and Momo up to even spaces with Sue, I, I will be 100% happy. Well, I don't think that's happening. The lead singer is always going to be the lead singer. But giving giving other members a moment to shine is pretty great. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant. Like, like original Baby Metal era. They were pretty prominent, but not like singing all the time. But they were there specifically. They were there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the recent stuff is nearly Sue Solos. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, yeah, this. I mean, this is definitely interesting. Yeah. And Tom Morello's involvement is pretty fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, after the uh, after the the Momoko break, we get a giant neon Tom Morello title card yeah. <laughs> in the top third of the screen, and he appears as this giant, almost uh, Joachim Broden esque. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> in the same way, he's just huge and behind everybody <laughs> doing his thing, which is pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Miami um, Washoi, and you know, ripping through a very Tom Morello style solo. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. 
one thing that's sort of interesting too is that the at the the end of the song does something that no other baby metal song has done you know it sort of like descends into this punk noise you know the the, the guitar strings get detuned and you know it's, yeah. it's just you know it's sort of like a, a end of a punk rock show kind of <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of sound a little to bit it, yeah <laughs> which is what tom's bringing there Mm-hmm. And in the video, you, you see him doing this, you know, like detuning the guitar strings. And, and there's a very funny image, which someone else can describe, <laughs> that goes along with that. I, I know which one you're talking about. Of course you do. Yeah, because we think it's just so adorable. Um, There's a point where Tom has his guitar upside down and like kind of his face cradling it. And then the three girls are like sitting on top of the guitar just bouncing around and like cheering and sue's like mimicking like playing the strings and stuff it's 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 like it's really cute <laughs> but yeah they're all three sitting on top of his guitar it's adorable they're like really really tiny <laughs> yeah it's it's a really great green screen element of them just oh, sitting yeah. somewhere that i will need to rotoscope at some point so that i can <laughs> just put them sitting on random things Yes. In the world. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> oh, another thing about the music video is it features uh, fairly prominently this fan, which is a piece of Bible merch. Yeah. God damn so, them. I know. I didn't want that thing, and now I do. Well, I wanted it like from the beginning, but I'm also one of those people that like, if I'm not at the show, then I don't need it, and I shouldn't buy it. It's not even show merch. It's like a towel. It's in the same category as a towel. Like a logo towel. Yeah, but they were only selling it at one place, though. They only sold it at um, Rising Sun, I think. Oh, it'll be back. Yeah, I think at this point it will for sure. If it if it doesn't show up on the tour at every venue, I will be shocked. I'll be sad because I want one. <laughs> I really want one. I think you will have plenty of opportunities to buy it. I hope so. Put on my desk at work. <laughs> they look good in the video. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, they're very neat. What do they call that? Product placement? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sucker for good product placement. <laughs> Actually, that's speaking of another product placement. So some of the dancers in the video had this weird mask on. The nose piece of the mask is like off to the left. And it has like nose hairs coming out of it. And like the mouth is like in a circle or something. Yeah, it has a name. It's a thing. Yeah. And it, that's... I had I did see somebody else also on Japanese Twitter mention that it's like, well, now I'm going to go to the festival, but should I bring my kitsune mask or should I bring my Hachoku mask instead? You can get those things at Donkey if you go. <laughs> I've not seen those before and it was a little little weird, but hey, you know. <laughs> so I think, I think just about every other music video that's been a music video since we started this show, I've talked about some of the technical stuff I've noticed mm-hmm. from like a, a VFX and film standpoint. Uh huh. Um, I f- and I figured I would do the same here. Um, this is well. So okay. So we know right off the bat this is the first time they've been in studio in a long time, and not on location, which is awesome. That presents mm-hmm. all kinds of cool challenges and fun things you can do. You can't do on location, like build this elaborate set that they can punch through and light really well. Um, so this is, I think, one of their best shot videos of all time. Yeah. Like it's it's modern. The cut isn't too fast you can kind of absorb what's going on and they're telling a visual story with the camera in a way they haven't done in a really Mm -hmm. long time and in a way i find much less abrasive than bmc Uh, bmc was not hard to watch but noisy if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. 
I can see that. Whereas this one, they they really let you kind of linger on what's going on to tell their little story, you know, around the festival and the slow kind of destruction of the set, uh, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, from like a visual effects perspective, we got some stuff we started seeing in BMC with lots of green screen use and, you know, text on screen, particles, VFX in a way that they're, they're spending money. It's cool that they're willing to spend the money on some VFX. I will say it's not the it's not the best, but in line with what we've seen from them before, you, you can kind of tell where they spent their money in this, which I thought was really interesting. Like the some of the VFX are a little janky, um, if I'm honest. But the the sets, the set decoration, and the extras all doing, you know, the the chorus dance mm-hmm. while they're on their elevated little red stage is is super cool. So you can tell that they're they're spending their money there. And right after watching this, this was you know one of the first videos in a long time where I was like, wow, this feels like a good music video. Like you could you could drop this on like the MTV of old. And it would just be a good yes. music video that could slot in with, you know, other real music videos that we don't get a whole lot of these days. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super cool. Uh, so I was you know, pleasantly surprised by that. Um, and then, of course, the song is a banger. <laughs> so that helps, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it really is quite different, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think like it has it has a lot of aspects to it that, that we haven't really heard before. Sue's singing style is quite is quite a bit different in this mm-hmm. as well. Um, oh, yeah. Very, very sort of, um, uh, it's not aggressive, but it's assertive, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, yes. She also drops a pretty great vibrato towards the end. She's done, doing a fair amount of, um, that it's, it's a little bit uh, ornamental, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's almost a little bit more of a, of a mainstream kind of sound to the vocal than we're used to. Maybe. Anyway, yes, yeah, very good. Very yeah. good. I really hope they build this little red stage. Whenever they do their tour final or next big, you know, full production show in Japan, because that would be really neat. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't done something. That would be cool. They haven't done something like that since uh, Road of Resistance. Oh yeah, now. Um, you know, way back in the day with those little red bridges at uh, was that SSA Saitama Super yeah, Arena? I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was SSA. Way back in the day, so it'd be, it'd be cool to see uh, some more set decoration come back like that, and not just you know the the roving octagon up and down stages they've been using for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a fake stage or a real stage that they were on in the video would be cool to see in person. Oh, it's definitely real. Mm-hmm. The red platform they're standing on is real. Yeah. And if you look closely in the background, it looks like they're in either a, a really high sound stage or maybe even like a large warehouse or event hall. Cause you can see trusses in the rafters. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Well, who knows? Maybe maybe they recorded it before one of their shows in <laughs> one of the big venues. Um, I did have the thought when I noticed the trusses that it kind of looks like Makahari. Um, but yeah. it's just seeing, you know, truss work in a ceiling. That's that's wild, wild speculation. <laughs> but <laughs> but enough for me to confidently say, that, you know, they, they did film all of that practically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool, though. It, it was really cut together very well. I mean, like, I think you were... You, said more or less that but um i'm just reinforcing that that it you know it the whole video flows great from shot to shot and then then in the transition to the new location i need to see it a bunch more times but uh <laughs> the times i have seen it i've been impressed mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yeah so new era um it's it's an interesting one uh, you know 180 from the other one album which was you know much much oh definitely much more serious much more uh, almost mainstream metally, right? And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, bam, we're slapped in the face with, 
you know, what feels, I, I guess, maybe more familiar to 10 years ago. The quirkiness of baby metal. Yeah. I mean, this, this feels like a direct <laughs> yeah. evolution that you can draw a straight line to, you know, between the, the maggots and a single coming out and this song. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they wanted you to draw that line. Yes. And they absolutely <laughs> wanted us to draw that line. But it's it's interesting to think about in the context of the stuff that immediately preceded it. And even Metal Galaxy to some yeah. degree, I think. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if I believed this could have fit on Metal Galaxy. And I think maybe. It probably would have fit better on Metal Galaxy than on Metal Resistance. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. But would not have fit on the other one. Oh, no. By no means. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even... I mean, so Metalism is goofy, but it's not this kind of goofy no. in a way it's like it's it, it it is it's the weird one on that on the other one but uh nevertheless i i think this couldn't have been the weird one on the other one no yeah i agree mm-hmm. even though it is basically metalism just without the last two letters <laughs> <laughs> there had been hashtags being used for when they announced the song um I'm I'm just scooting through here. Oh, yeah, because they announced it August 11th, the song, and they used the hashtag Metamura, mm-hmm. which I believe means Metal Village. So there's a possibility of a... A baby metal theme park? <laughs> that's, that's a long stretch. Cool, <laughs> but a long stretch. Yeah. <laughs> now, maybe album title related? Possibly, maybe? So yeah, I, when I ran the the lyrics through Deep L, it also came up with Metal Village Festival. <laughs> so village is probably a word that is in Koba's mind somewhere associated mm-hmm. with this song. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the the Yokum song Amajani that also references a metal village yeah. or something like that, right? In the in the lore, not the song, but the lore in the lore preceding you know going to like Pinocchio's Island, but it's it was a wonderland. A wonderland of metal or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a wonderland. The one thing that we haven't really circled back to is the Rolling Stone Japan interview, uh-huh. um, which is the first one, I think, that has appeared in public that has Momo Metal uh, participating. Yes. Hi. So um, they must have been holding it back until Metal E was released uh, because it does talk about, it mm-hmm. talks about that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like making it. And so as at this point, we don't have a translation of it so you know i have run it through uh automatic translator but you know that gives you some little pieces of it so i think we probably should wait to talk about this in its entirety when we get the actual translation uh from a human mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was you know it, it at least in there did confirm basically that momo metal was doing the uh the talking part in the song mm-hmm. the cool thing is we have momo metal Actually, uh, talking in an interview now. Yes. Print interviews are great. I am much more excited for their very first uh, on the couch at a festival doing an interview by backstage. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the most fun, I think. Yes. Yeah. You you can't really appreciate Momoko's personality unless you see it in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that'll be great. And I think the festivals are going to be a good opportunity to get those. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I know that they're, let's see, how many festivals are they doing in the U.S.? Three or four, something like that. See, I know they're doing um, Blue Ridge Rock Festival in September. Aftershock, eventually. Aftershock, and then um, Louder Than Life in Kentucky. I believe those are the only three in the U.S. they're doing. But still, that's three opportunities. 
for backstage <laughs> chit chat and shenanigans. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it hasn't been that uncommon for them to release a single as a tour starts, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this feels early. Does that mean there's another one <laughs> that's coming soon? Maybe. Possibly. I mean, I guess no matter what, there's going to be some Metalverse stuff coming soon. But It's really not all that early. It's only about a month away, right? Before their first overseas tour date? No, I think... Oh, it's it's less than that. It's less than that. It's like a couple weeks. Because, yeah, at the very end of August, yeah. Yeah. So, I, no, I don't think so. That's not even two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, I'd, they're going to take this on the row. And it's going to be in every set list between mm-hmm. now and the end of time. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, as we record, um, Summer Sonic is just getting underway. Doors should be open. People should be filing in Mm -hmm. for Summer Sonic Tokyo. So we should have some answers to some other questions. Um, Metalverse will make their debut tomorrow. Yeah. Um, We will almost certainly hear about or see Metari because I uh, I think they're being streamed on Wow Wow. As part of the Summer yes. Sonic set. So we mm-hmm. should, somebody will surely provide that to the Western mm-hmm. audience. Before anyone uh, who isn't in our chat room right now hears this, that will have happened and more answers will be known than we mm-hmm. know now as we record. Yes. <laughs> but so we probably will not talk about uh, Metalverse today because Mm-mm. that would be silly. Yes. <laughs> we will probably talk about Metalverse the next time we record, though, uh, at yes. least based on what they do in Summer Sonic, but also, uh, Kevin, you are going to see them, right? And at Spotify East. That is correct. I will be there on <gasps> Friday. Oh, that's cool. So, so that is, uh, amazing. Yeah. Pretty stoked for that. I'm pretty excited for you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually that was one of the reasons we had to record so quickly because you're about to go. <laughs> yes. I leave as we record in about 36 hours. Nice. It's possible we've covered all the stuff that we needed to in this emergency session. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Anything else anyone wants to say? Wash away. Wash away. Wash away. Wash away. Wash away. And that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in a couple weeks, probably. Uh, We hope you'll join us then. And until then, wash wash away. away.